You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Good to hear all the nice compliments I get on the podcast. My goal is always to bring you fresh, diverse ideas from the wrestling world, from coaches to individuals. And I got a treat for you today. Uh, on today's episode is three-time state champion from Whittemore Prescott, one of the best heavyweights in the last 20 years in the state of Michigan, Mr. Ryan Prescott. Ryan, how Hello. are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? Good, good, good. So um, good. me and Ryan go back, I would say, because he's been out since 15, so about almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, his, well, even back for I was still refereeing. Ryan was on a Michigan like duels team for the Grand River Rumble. And that's the first time I saw him. And I never seen a kid like him move like that since Bubba Gritter. Um, he was the last like big athlete that I ever saw that could move cat like quick and tree trunks for legs, things like that. Um, and then your freshman year, you would actually come down to Western during the postseason. And I got to work out with you. And I must say, it was humbling and fun all at the same time. Because those first couple of years, I was able to throw you a little bit. And then once you figure that out, it was hard to move you. You were quite the mountain of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was always fun, though. We, I mean, that those times, was it was all learning. And it was so much fun for me anyway. I mean, not getting just good good coaching and all that was awesome. Well, we were happy to, to help you and felt like we were in your corner when you were in those state finals matches. Heck yeah. So uh, tell me how you got involved in this great sport of wrestling. Um, to be honest, it kind of happened on accident. Um, when I was a kid, I, I couldn't I didn't really have a niche. Um, I was in second grade, so I, I don't know that I had much time to find one. But uh, I heard an announcement over the loudspeaker uh, in second grade. And I was like you know what, dad, I think I want to, I, I think I'm going to go check this out. And he all along, he was grinning from ear to ear, I think. <laughs> and uh, so we went and checked it out and immediately the coach took a liking to me. Um, really good guy by the name of Randy Arndt. And he kind of, you know, led me in, in a way where like, look, man, if you want to find, you know, where you're really at, cause I had a little bit of success my first few matches he said, you got to go down to Flint. You know, he, he always talked about Flint wrestling. So mm-hmm. he sent me down to Flint, Flint, and uh, we wrestled in the MMWA. And, uh, yeah, started the ball rolling there. Oh, that's nice. It's always nice to have somebody that, that sees the potential in you and wants to challenge you. So that's really that's really cool to hear. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was very blessed to have him. Um, he was a good guy in the community, and he uh, – you know, he, he ended up having uh, a few years. Uh, I got, I was, he was coaching me for a few years and then the program got taken over by a couple different guys. And um, that's when I, you know, started growing out of the uh, coaching staff in, in Whittemore anyway. And then, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really good to get those first few years kind of slow and, um, but also being pointed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So as a coming in, you're kind of a highly ranked freshman coming in at heavyweight, which um, it's it's one of the most 
it, it's interesting weight class because one of those weight class where I think it takes a while for guys to find their niche and you were able to find one right away. And also you were coming to a program that I remember in high school, Whittemore Prescott was one of the best teams in the state of Michigan. I believe they won three out of four state titles. Um, Adam Cunningham was a three-time state champ, I want to say. Yep. Went on to wrestle at Central. So there was like a legacy of great wrestling in that program. But when you got there, they were kind of down. Um, yeah. So what was after- your like motivation uh, going there as a freshman? Like, Did you want to like bring Whittemore Prescott back? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because so when I was when I was a kid and I started into the wrestling world, I can remember going to wrestling uh, duels with my dad and and those guys um, out on the mat. And I can remember vividly sitting in the stands, like thinking how cool it was and idolizing those kind of guys, you know. So I think um, with having that experience and then kind of. Uh, a pride a sense of pride in my uh in the dynasty that my school had I think it was just something that I knew I had to mm, I want to say continue on or or reignite the fire inside of our inside of our district it was uh it wasn't anything like heroic it was just that's what I felt I wanted to do and that was my uh what I you know what me and my dad talked about all the time so yeah, that's that's so awesome. So your freshman year, you make it you make it all the way to the state finals. Yep. And um you're wrestling a kid from Hesperia whose yep. name who whose name eludes Martin, right? Um, yep, Brett Martin. Brett Martin. Yeah. And um in the match, you know, it's a fairly even match, but you're you're wrestling really well and then some things don't go your way. Yep. And you end up losing the match. What was what was the thought process after that match? You know, because probably one of your goals was to be a four-time state champion, uh, something that never happened at heavyweight. So, what 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 motivated you after that um, that finish? Um, I think the biggest thing that I learned throughout that whole uh, tournament in in general was um, always take the responsibility onto yourself. Never leave it in anyone else's hands. Um, never rely on a clock or on a call um, or the out of bounds line, always wrestle to the end of the whistle because, you know, when you leave things up to other people, it can, it can be detrimental to you. So I, I, going into that match, I knew I had to fight all, all six minutes and um, coming out of that match, I knew I didn't. So I, that was my motivation going on was to never, let someone else decide my fate and to uh, just dominate, you know, never, never leave a question on the mat, whether, you know, you were better than that person or not. Um, It was always, it was always just a matter of go out there, take care of business. Don't leave a question in anyone's mind. Who's better. Right. Right. That's such a great mindset because, you know, a lot of guys in a situation like yours, likes to um some people like to blame everything else but you actually owned up to it and said you know i i need to wrestle better and i just didn't wrestle as good as i could have right Um, it's very admirable to hear because uh, a lot of people don't take that road they like to put the blame on others for their for for disappointment or failure uh, failing to achieve their goal instead of saying what am i going to do next how am i going to get better so it's nice to hear it's refreshing to hear you taking a loss and actually 
taking it as a learning lesson. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's everything about wrestling is always learning from each match that you wrestle. Even if you do win, it's all, there's always something you can learn out of it and taking a loss, especially a loss in a, in a big match. It, it's not, that was something that I learned in college is you can't, you can't change what happened. You have to have a short memory, but you have to have a, a long memory when it comes to your mistakes. So my mistakes happen. I learned from them. Now we're moving forward. We're getting better from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned before, your, your program was not as at the strength it was when, you know, when I was going to school or going to school 20 years ago or so. Sure. You had to go and seek out a lot of different um, athletes and coaches to work out with. Was that kind of what you believe helped you become more of a well-rounded wrestler? Absolutely. It's, that was everything. And that was something that I learned um, from a very, very young age. You know, when, when my youth coach was sending me down to these uh, tournaments for the Mid-Michigan Wrestling Association, I learned um, not so much that uh, everyone has uh, – you should learn everything from everyone, but each person individually has something of value for you to learn. And so from a, from a young age, that was my mindset was even if you don't like everything that some, that everyone says, there's always one piece of gold inside of a, uh, you know, a haystack, a haystack, so to speak. Um, You know, I tried sponging off of everyone. So that was growing up. That's how it was. And then, and once I got into high school, that was the, we knew that's what we had to do Um, just because I knew that. My little brother, he wrestled for a little while, but he wasn't super interested in in it at that time. So I knew I had to go find partners. I knew I had to go find guys that could teach me things that I couldn't get otherwise. So it was just a, I mean, it it cost a lot to drive and stuff, but that was just the way it had to be. Right. No, I, I agree. When I was in school, like our high school program wasn't as strong, so I had to do those things. You had to seek out other people. And that's no knock on your program. It just all depends on where your program's at at certain times. Sure. But that's kind of the cool part about wrestling is that you can take onus in the fact that if I want to get better, I can seek other people throughout the off season, And if you have time during the season to continue to work on your craft, to continue to get better, you can't make excuses about where your program's at. You have to find solutions to what's uh, to help you get better. So absolutely. um, So your sophomore, what was it like winning the first state title? Um, I think I had anticipated it a lot. So I knew after my freshman year, I, there was something in my head that clicked. Like I was never going to lose a state title match again. Um, It was just a decision that was like already made in my head. I didn't even have to think about it. So it was an anticipation thing. Um, and it was, it was a great match, um, but I knew I was going to win before I even stepped on the mat, um, even if I, you know, with no inkling of, about who the other person was, I already had it made up in my mind. Um, but winning that match was, I mean, it was awesome. It was, uh, you know, a combination of a little bit of excitement to, you know, rejoice with my friends and, uh, you know, enjoy that part of it, but also a little bit of relief like 
everything that I've done in my life, the sacrifices that I've made are now starting to show themselves later down. You know, I was, I felt like I was more so living in the moment um, where it was like, I, I put in the work back then and now I'm starting to see why I was doing that. You know, why I was working so hard at a young age. Right. Right. Um, and then your junior year, you win it uh, pretty dominant fashion, pinning your opponent in the finals. Yep. Your senior year, you came up with the most unique goal. Um, <laughs> so tell, tell us about that, that goal your senior year. Yeah. Um, so going into my senior year, I didn't really have like a set goal more so than just I knew I wanted to be a three-timer. And my head coach, Russ Wilson, he, he asked me, he's like, do you think you can go the whole season without getting scored on? And I was like, well, yeah, of course, you know, like getting taken down and stuff. He said, no, no cuts, no, no escape points, no reversals, nothing, zero points. And, and, you know, you shut everyone out. And I was like, I don't know, that's a pretty good goal. So (laughs) off I went. And I mean, it was uh, something that I never really anticipated in my head. It was just something that he mentioned to me one day and, I, I accepted the challenge and off I went. Yeah. And that's gotta be <laughs> interesting to, to not give up any points in a season. Uh, yeah. e- even some of our best wrestlers that have had undefeated seasons might do a takedown, let them up type of deal, but you just went through and just steamrolled pretty much yeah. everybody as you wrestled to that, to that third state title. Uh, you went to Northern Illinois, you wrestled for a year. Uh, you come back home and now I see that you are actually um, giving back a little bit to the community. Now you're coaching out in Tawas. How, first and foremost, were you excited that your program, because you kind of started that, in my opinion, you and your brother and Ridge, and there's another guy whose name escapes me, but he still coaches over there um, that, that graduated about the same time you did. Um, but you, I, I, maybe Nate Winecoop? Uh, he's a, yeah, I know he's a smaller guy. I think okay. – I, I, um, but – you guys are kind of like the pillars of bringing some positive momentum to that program. Yeah. And to see them make it to team states. How cool was that? It was, it was so cool. I was so proud of all those guys. Like, I mean, and I really didn't have anything to do with it other than I thought my, me as a person I made, I wanted to say like wrestling is awesome. It's a, it's a beautiful sport. And I, I kind of wanted to create that atmosphere in the school and I felt like that's what I – that was my goal, was to create the atmosphere. And I think it did carry over. I think a lot of kids saw, like, man, kids can – you can have success with this, and it can take you places. And, uh, I mean, that – it was so cool to see those guys. I mean, they're they're studs, first of all. And then second of all, to see just a, a core group of guys that didn't really um, – you know, I don't want to say it didn't have much, but they didn't have a huge uh, community backing them or, you know, they didn't have a uh, big wrestling room and, you know, all the all the perks that go along with having financial backing and stuff. They just got in the room, scrapped hard and reaped all the benefits from it. No, oh, yeah. 25 year old um, assistant coach. Yep. <laughs> um, it is. It's interesting because. Tawas is a program that hasn't really had much um, success and they're a program that's not really fed by any youth program. So most of the kids that come in are really, really green. 
or they were coached by another youth coach somewhere else, which is nice to have. But uh, otherwise, it's just kids coming out because they thought, you know, it might be kind of fun. And <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it can be challenging at times, but I have found that it is it is very rewarding to see kids um, make things work for themselves. You give them a, a small piece of knowledge and they use that to better themselves on the mat. It's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, you could sign it. You could see the light bulbs going off, and it's a little exactly. bit more, I, I guess, rewarding in some aspects because you're putting so much time into these kids, and they really yep. appreciate everything you've done. And they don't really, you know, you're one of the most accomplished wrestlers in our area, and they probably don't look at you like that. They just look at you. You're your coach Prescott, your coach Ryan. Yeah, like, you're my coach. They don't know all the things behind you, all the accolades you've had, and and uh, it, it's quite humbling, uh, humbling yeah. being a coach. Yes, absolutely. Especially, you know, with kids that have never even stepped foot in the wrestling world to have those kids come in and just see me as a an adult, um, not a not a wrestler. You know, you kind of have to earn their trust a little bit because they don't really know who, who you are. So it's it is very humbling to get a kid that. I don't know who, you know, why am why should I listen to you kind of guy, you know, and then, and then <laughs> right. all of a sudden, you know things start working in their head like oh that that does work or you know that that's why he showed me that you know that kind of stuff so it is humbling and rewarding and just so much fun Mm -hmm. well i got a couple of questions left for you before i let you go you know you're a super busy guy these days so i'm glad you're on Um, absolutely my, my first question is what is your advice to coaches when they coach an athlete that you know you were a highly ranked wrestler during your high school career what is your advice to those coaches on how to i would say manage an athlete like that um well i my first advice would be find out what their motivation is and if they're a kid that's highly motivated by winning and and wanting to do the right things and making the right decisions then i think freedom is a really good um starting point because I I was very very blessed with coaches that gave me the freedom to find other partners to wrestle in the room um, they gave me the freedom to travel to other schools to find other coaches that might be able to push me in different ways um, so I think that's a big thing is, is realizing like hey I might be tapped out in my knowledge and things that I can give to you uh, get or give to your wrestler and saying, okay, what's the best move for this individual? It might be, you know, having to travel or it might be having to, you know, call in a favor from a ex wrestler or a, uh, another coach down the road. Um, so freedom and then being resourceful, you know, that's, that's another big thing is, you know, Russ, Russ is a, Russ Wilson, the head coach at Whittemore, he was a, he was a good wrestler in high school and, but he didn't have a lot of the intricate parts of wrestling that I needed. So he was resourceful in ways that maybe others, you know, other people wouldn't be where he would create small little goals for me each tournament. Um, He would certain people and say, Hey, come out and wrestle with Ryan or, 
he would set up times when, you know, in the off season or in uh, Christmas break, stuff like that, where we were able to get in the wrestling room Christmas day, you know, and not, not for any reason other than cause I like being in the wrestling room and he knew that. So mm-hmm. I think um, freedom and being resourceful, um, I would say that's about, that's probably my two best ones. There's given, you know, given that, given that person is, as long as they're willing to make the right decisions, giving the, your athlete freedom to, um, gather as much knowledge as they possibly can. That's there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the freedom is a big one and, and having the opportunity to see different people throughout the year and, and, and learn. So you, you got all that in spades. And my last question is what, what's it like having your parents that pretty much, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for supported you in your wrestling. Sure. And Charlie uh, too. I can't forget Charlie, your brother. Yeah. My little brother. It was, it was awesome. I mean, I, I hear it from just about every wrestler or every um, family that has wrestling involved in it is once, once someone gets into the wrestling world, it's a whole family thing. And, you know, mom, dad, brothers, and aunts and uncles, they're all at the tournaments. And I mean, it, it's, it's just a known thing that once, once wrestling gets, gets in your blood, it becomes your whole family's blood. And, uh, it, it is, it's a beautiful thing. The, the support you get from your family, the, you know, long nights cutting weight and whatnot. And mom's worried about, you know, getting food and dad saying one more sprint, you know, and it's just, uh, it's a good dynamic. Um, I was blessed with parents that they absolutely wanted the best for me and they would never, you know, short me on anything. And, uh, my little brother, after um, I, I would say he, beca- he became very interested in wrestling my senior year. So I was very, very lucky um, that I had a built-in wrestling partner mm-hmm. for, you know, for that senior year anyway. And I didn't have to so much say, go look for partners, but, you know, more so me and Charlie would, would get in the wrestling room and some things got stale, you know, because he learned how to, he learned how to defend what I was doing. And I knew that he was a, he learned how to defend that. So it pushed me a little bit, but in the same sentence, it's always good. You know, once you get stale with someone, be able to be able to be able to move around with uh, other partners, but otherwise having Charlie around was a huge, huge help. Um, He was, he was always willing to get in the room, whatever I asked. And sometimes he was the one asking because he knew that he was going to take the throne as soon as I left. So <clears throat> it was uh, it was a, a great experience, and uh, I couldn't be more thankful for from the parents and the brother that I had, and the coaching staffs, and the I mean everyone that helped me along the way. Well, that is awesome, Ryan. Well, I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you giving your knowledge to uh, the athletes and coaches out there, and and telling us about your experience and, and good luck with you and the Tawas and uh, hope to see a lot of your guys at Ford field this year. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the coach T podcast by my dad.